0: Good evening Ottawa! I'm Ollie McFerguson, and this is another O3 News Bulletin! We begin with more breaking news right here in the city. Still scrambling from the explosion that toppled the Peace Tower, police are currently responding to reports of multiple explosions and gunfire at the Montfort Hospital. Boy, I tell you nurses are really getting the shit end of the stick lately. First Doug Ford puts a cap on their wage increases, now they've got terrorists trying to bust caps in their asses. The first explosion reportedly went off in the room of a long-term care patient. Gunshots were then heard in the basement, along with a second explosion, and finally, a third blast went off in the MRI room, destroying the MRI machine, and killing the woman whose room the first explosion went off in. It's unclear whether she was the target of the attack, and while police still don't know who carried it out, preliminary evidence seems to indicate there were multiple gunmen. To make matters worse, all of the security camera footage has been completely wiped, and with hospitals being severely understaffed, police haven't been able to find any witnesses. One thing is certain, this was a heavily coordinated attack that will have severe consequences on the healthcare system, and you can be sure the provincial conservatives are going to take notes out of this playbook. In other news, health officials have announced that we have confirmed cases of monkeypox in Ottawa. The WHO has been warning the world for months now about the disease, which seems to have originated in Sub-Saharan Africa, so it's a little bit fucked up that it was given the name Monkeypox. It's transmitted through skin-to-skin contact, and early symptoms include fever, headaches, muscle pain, and fatigue, which can then lead to a rash and crusty blisters behind the ears, below the jaw, in the neck, and on the groin, including the genitals. Trust me when I say some things are better left ungoogled. Over to the UK now. Well, the day we've all feared was coming has finally come. The Queen has died. Not Betty White, she died back in December. I'm talking about her sister, Queen Elizabeth II. The British monarch died peacefully at Balmoral Castle in Scotland surrounded by her immediate relatives. Despite centuries of inbreeding among the royal family, she only gave birth to one pedophile and remained relatively healthy until the ripe old age of 96, making her the longest serving monarch in British history. Her reign lasted over 70 years, so she left the throne with more wrinkles on her face than that $20 bill you left in your pocket on laundry day. Here in Canada, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced September 19th as a national day of mourning. So, just 11 days before Truth and Reconciliation Day to commemorate the wrongs inflicted on indigenous people, we proud Canadians can take the time we need to mourn the very crown that inflicted those wrongs in the first place. You gotta hand it to Trudeau. What he lacks in appropriate Halloween costumes, he makes up for with questionable paid time off for federal employees. Now over to Olivia with the weather. Olivia?
1: Thanks, Ollie. I'm Olivia McFerguson, and here's your weather update. Speaking of our friends across the pond, Europe has been stuck in a persistent extreme heat wave since June which pretty much squashes any remaining hope that Vladimir Putin might chill the fuck out. Temperatures across the continent have been reaching levels well above 40 degrees Celsius. In Spain, farmers are beginning to worry that they won't be able to harvest their olives and avocados. Sorry millennials, no toast for you at Sunday brunch. In France, Several major rivers are drying up faster than the country's ability to defend against a German invasion. And in the UK, there have been thousands of deaths since only about 5% of the households have air conditioning units. The royal family, who's currently in mourning, is horrified. With the sun beaming down so hard, soon the entire country's gonna have a darker complexion than Harry and Meghan's children. Local weather now. So hot here in Ontario, a waterslide at Canada's Wonderland caught fire the other night. Let me repeat that for you. A waterslide said fuck the laws of physics and caught fire at Canada's Wonderland. We haven't seen anything like this since 1997 when Aqua put out their album Aquarium and it was absolutely lit. Still think global warming is a sham, conservatives? We've got melting glaciers, wildfires, record droughts, and now self-immolating waterslides. If we're not careful, Squirtles are gonna start evolving into charizards. Back to you, Ollie. Thanks, Olivia. Now over to Oliver McFerguson with sports. Oliver?
2: Thanks, Ollie. I'm Oliver McFerguson, and here's your sports update. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been sentenced to nine years in prison by a Russian court. Griner was arrested at a Russian airport in February, when guards found vape canisters containing hash oil in her suitcase. Now people are divided over whether the US government should try and bring her back. Here's a few tips for you. If you have drug paraphernalia in your suitcase, don't go to fucking Russia. If at any point in time you had anything related to drugs in your suitcase, don't take that suitcase to fucking Russia. If you wore a sweater to a party and people were smoking weed there, buy a new outfit before you go to fucking Russia. Hell, I listened to a Snoop Dogg album last night and I won't be going for at least six months. To the links now. Live Golf, a new professional golf tour, has been stirring up controversy in the Western world by poaching high-level pro golfers from the PGA Tour and paying them hundreds of millions of dollars to participate. Much of the outrage stems from the fact that Liv is funded by Saudi Arabia, whose human rights record is taking the blunt of the criticism. I'm not sure where this is coming from, though. Are we really that angry about the Saudis building a few golf courses? Usually we turn a blind eye when they make ungodly amounts of money by drilling holes in the ground. I guarantee golf on the Arabian Peninsula will be interesting, and I'll be sure to tune in to the TV broadcast. If I'm gonna turn on the tube to stare at the sky for three hours, I might as well see some fighter jets on the way to bomb innocent civilians in Yemen. On to the hockey rink. The Hockey Canada scandal is in full swing. Following some public backlash, the organization has decided to reopen its investigation into a 2018 sexual assault lawsuit which involved eight players, including some from the men's junior hockey team. A woman, who chose to remain anonymous, alleges that she met one of the players at a bar, where she became rather intoxicated. He then went to the man's hotel room to engage in sex acts, after which he invited the other seven players into the room without her consent. It's disgusting enough for one of you to take advantage of an intoxicated woman, but how fucking desperate were you other seven scumbags that night? You should know better, too. On the ice, it's an automatic penalty for the third man into a fight. Oh dear, Oliver. Easiest too many men call the officials would ever have to make- Alright,
0: Oliver, this is, uh, getting to be in bad taste. Yes, well, you
2: know what else probably leaves a bad taste? Okay,
0: I'm gonna stop you now before we get cancelled, Oliver. Thank you. Moving on to celebrity news. Elon Musk's father, Errol Musk, has admitted to having fathered a child with his own stepdaughter. The elder Musk currently lives in South Africa, but is now considering moving to Alabama, given that the admission has granted him honorary citizenship there. Errol has been desperately downplaying the whole thing, saying that it's okay because he divorced the woman's mother before impregnating her. But we can call this what it is. Incest. No wonder Elon wants to back out of buying Twitter. He may as well buy Pornhub now if his family's gonna produce the stepdaughter smut for free. Colombian pop star Shakira finds herself in hot water after she was charged with tax fraud in Spain. Apparently her hips don't lie except to the Spanish Revenue Authority. Who knew the Hispanic sweetheart was a she-wolf in she-sheep's clothing? She's facing six charges alleging she failed to pay the Spanish government nearly 15 million dollars in taxes between 2012 and 2014. If the charges stick, she could be facing up to eight years. Hips don't lie, more like hips don't fit through a couple of prison bars. And last but not least, Will Smith has finally apologized for slapping the shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. And it only took him, oh, about three months. Now, while it may seem like Smith did the right thing, his apology took the form of a five minute, 44 second video that has every ridiculous thing you can think of for this kind of thing. A production team whispering in the background, multiple camera angles, a bookshelf, and plants for decor. He really went all out. He was even answering questions from strangers on the internet like those Wyatt interviews all the celebrities are doing on YouTube. Smith apologized to everyone from Chris Rock, Rock's mother, Quest Love, Smith's fans, and his own family. Will also mentions that he reached out to Chris, who said he wasn't ready to talk and that he would respond when he's ready. Whatever Chris's response will be, I'm sure it's going to be sharp and hard-hitting, because usually when a blacksmith hits a rock that hard, he forges a sword out of it. That's all we have for this evening, folks! We'll be live-streaming Queen Elizabeth's funeral on Monday, September 19th at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, so don't forget to tune in to what will surely be the most boring episode of Game of Thrones yet. I'm Ollie McFerguson, and this was an O3 News Bulletin.